You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Welcome to The Game Plan. I'm JT as we get you set for week 15, Thursday, December 17th, 2020. That's a 5:20 Pacific time start at Allegiant Stadium. It'll be the 7 and 6 Las Vegas Raiders taking on the 4 and 9 Los Angeles Chargers. A quick show. We're going to get right into it here because we got to get ready in a short week for the Chargers after the loss to the Indianapolis Colts in what was another poor performance for the Silver and Black. They lose that game 44 to 27 in a game where they had the lead early in the game, but the defense just couldn't hold up. Paul Gunther was relieved of his duties as the defensive coordinator of the Raiders. Rod Marinelli elevated to defensive coordinator. We'll get into that throughout the course of this. And we'll talk about what the Raiders need to do the rest of the way. On Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens had an incredible win over Cleveland. And they won a game. If they would have lost that game and the Raiders won out, then the Raiders would automatically be in the playoffs. But because of the Ravens' win, now the Raiders are going to need some help the rest of the way. And look, I'd love to talk more about the playoffs. I thought the Raiders would be in the playoff driver's seat by now. That is not the case anymore. Since they lost to Kansas City 35-31 to in a game on Sunday Night Football, the terrible loss to the Falcons 43-6, to the miracle win against the Jets, and then the loss to the Colts, pretty much means the Raiders have got to find a way to win this game against the Chargers. If we're going to have any discussion about the postseason and for the Raiders to come in via the back door, they got to get this win. they got to get a win because they're not playing well now, and clearly a dramatic move was made by John Gruden because he needed a new voice, and they needed a way to get the players' attention, especially on the defensive side. After the loss to the Colts, John Gruden, very emotional in his press conference. wasn't good enough today. Defensively, we had no answer. Um, you can't give up that many yards rushing and, and not get to the quarterback and then lose the turnover mar- mar- margin and expect to win in this league. Yeah, that was a game where they just made so many mistakes defensively, just so many mistakes with all the bodies and the injuries. Cleve Farrell went out early in that game. Jonathan Abram got hurt. He didn't play well. The linebackers got pushed around. There were just so many breakdowns in coverage. The Raiders didn't deserve to win that game, but the offense is playing well. But these are very important times for this defense going forward. Quite frankly, I wanted to get this in. Guys are playing for jobs now. Even guys who were drafted to be here as part of the new era of the Raiders, young players on defense, they're playing for their jobs. Free agents and everybody, because this isn't working out. It's not working out. And John Gruden knows they got to find answers here with the final three games coming up. We got stuck on some blocks. Uh, we misfit some runs. And uh, we paid for it big time. But uh, we had no answer today. And uh, we better find some answers. And, and as soon as I'm done here, we'll start searching. You know, the kicking game is pretty good, and the offense, it's one of the top offenses in football. But if the defense can't keep them in games, they're not going to even be competitive. And that's where we're at now with the silver and black. And John Gruden talked about all three phases of the game better come together quickly. To be a championship team and a playoff team, you have to be a good football team in all three phases. And uh, that's my answer to that question. I hope it, it, it solves uh it solves your curiosity. Well, the curiosity was asked, and they let go of Paul Gunther because that phase of the game 
has been an absolute liability. The defense has been a liability. You know it. I just said it, and Coach Gruden knew it. He and Paul Gunther are very good friends. If you saw Hard Knocks the year before, they commuted in together. He brought him in for a reason. Gunther is a good coach. I've always respected him, and he's no longer here. And the organization this is a business. They have to move on and hope that Rod Marinelli can be that voice that can get to these players in the coming weeks. It's very important, especially with the Chargers on deck. For Derek Carr, he knows he can put up points. The offense will be the key going forward if they can be aggressive and attack the end zone. But like I said before, I feel confident. You know, if we have to throw it for 300 yards, we got to run it for you know 200 yards. You know, we can we can we can score and win with anybody. And we you know we proved it today. We can move the ball and score against these guys, um, just like some of the best offenses that I've watched play against them. But it just wasn't enough, and it rips your heart out. Well, for Derek Carr, he's got to get ready now for the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, the quarterback, he'll be competing against. Remember, they won that first game in L.A. on a walk-off win. Isaiah Johnson made that play. It had to go to review, and they were going to lose that game, and it was overturned. Remember that. That Charger-Raider game in L.A. at SoFi came right down to the wire. Now Carr's got to focus on this game and try to sweep this rivalry again this year. And so we got a team with some all-pro players on their defense, some all-pro all guys on their offense uh, coming to town. They don't like us. We don't like them. It's a rivalry. It's the Chargers. And so it helps you, it helps you get, get past things uh, uh, really quick. Hey, the Chargers are pretty good when it comes to statistics. Check this out. When it comes to the Chargers offense, eighth overall, 383 yards a game in total offense. 16th in rushing at 112 yards. When it comes to their passing offense, fourth overall in the entire league, 270 yards a game. And this is a team, third down efficiency, they're ranked seventh at 44.6%. Now let's move to the Raiders. 13th ranked offense at 369 a game. The rushing offense, 117.9. That's been trending down. They're now down to 12th. In the league, the Raiders have the number one third down offense in all of football. Rank one at 50%. That's an important stat. But defensively, they really struggle. And they struggle when it comes to the defense in every category. Total defense, 25th. Rush defense, 25th. Pass defense, 24th. Points per game, 30th. The Raiders give up 30.1 points a game. Chargers are 27th. They give up... 28 points a game. So you got two teams playing each other on the back end of the season, giving up between 28 and 30 points a game. You don't have to be a math major to figure this out. The only chance the Raiders have a winning from here on out is scoring over 30. They got to score over 30, 34, 38, 40, whatever it is. Put up points. Be electric on offense. Don't wait for the defense to make plays. If the defense plays better, and they get a shot in the arm by Rod Marinelli. More power to him. But we know the strength of this team. It's Waller. It's Renfro. It's Aguilar. It's Foster Moreau who had a big touchdown. It's Rodney Hudson. It's this offensive line. you got to go with that jet fuel to win the game. Those guys got to win the game. And on defense, we'll see what happens. We've been doing this all year on the game plan. Trying to give this defense the benefit of the doubt. Trying to, we had Paul Gunther on this podcast doing everything to try to see what's going on. What's is it the scheme? Is it the players? Is it a combination? Well, I don't know what scheme they're going to keep with Marinelli. I hope it's different. 
and they got to line up the players better. I think that loss to Indianapolis was just as much on the players than it was on Paul Gunther, who was let go. Because the players didn't line up well. They didn't make plays. They were out of position. And it cost the team the game. And they didn't touch Phillip Rivers. How do you not touch Phillip Rivers? He's 39 years old. He's going to need foot surgery. And they barely laid a hand on him. That's unacceptable. So now they're going to have to get to Justin Herbert, who is playing at a high level. Remember, this team just lost to the Patriots 45 to nothing. They didn't even score a point. And then they bounced back and beat Atlanta. Atlanta beat the Raiders convincingly. It's a big game. There's no more discussion. There's no chance of playoffs. Nada. They got to win this game. Now it's a must-win game. Last game, uh, Colts are good. It's a pick'em game. Colts were a road favorite. This time, Raiders must win if they're going to have any chance, any chance to be talked about as a team in the hunt with an outside shot to get to the playoffs. It's a very tough decision we made. Paul is a great friend and a great coach, and he's he's given a great effort here for two and a half years. And it was a very tough uh, circumstance with the COVID uh, players coming and going, all the injuries. We need a new voice right now. I think it'll help Paul in the long run, uh, probably getting away from me. Uh, but certainly he's a great coach. We thank him for everything that he has done. As we game plan, the Chargers would fullback Alec Engel, who's kind enough to join us. Alec, thanks for joining us after practice. How's preparation been on a short week? Man, it's uh, it's crazy having a Thursday game this late in the season, but we're, we're making the most of it. Uh, had a lot of reps today, so it's all good. You know, we heard Rod Marinelli speak, and it said that Coach Gunther was released, and this happens. You're a businessman now. You're a professional. When this does happen, there are changes in the last quarter of the season. How does that get the team going, adding juice into this upcoming game with the Chargers? I think, you know, it puts a lot of onus on the players, right? Um, you know, we're, we're all excited. We want to make plays, and, and we want to play well. So uh, to finish out this season the way we want to, with three games left, play good December football, uh, you know, it really comes down to trusting the coaches and trusting that uh, these guys can make some plays uh, on both sides of the ball. So we're excited just to make plays and get back to playing good ball and uh, playing off of one another for sure. We know a lot about your character and the type of teammate you are when the offense is playing well and the defense is getting heat by the media locally and nationally. How do you pick up your defensive brothers on the other side? Uh, it's tough. You know, you you got to say, you know, that you trust these guys. And it's beneficial when you get to see these guys work every day, right? And I think um, I get the benefit of seeing these guys come to come to work every single day. And, you know, I think that that's something that guys in the locker room are able to trust each other and, and believe in one another. So um, it's all about the preparation and uh, to see these guys showing up every single day working hard. Um, you know, you never really want to skip a beat uh, at all when you're on the when you're on the field with these guys. Alec Engold is our guest. I wanted to spend the majority of our time on the Walter Payton Award nominee and for Man of the Year. This is something very important to me. I've been able to interview nominees and winners of this over the years. I take it very seriously. Some consider it the highest honor. You might win a Super Bowl. A team might not get there. You might be great enough to get into the Hall of Fame. But to be nominated for this award, what does this mean to you and especially your family? Uh, I think it's huge, Um, especially my family, the way they raise me and the way that I've grown up uh, giving back to the community means you know the world to me and my family so um, it, it's pretty big going from undrafted year one to, to this nomination year two uh, just shows how much hard work uh, you can put in on the field and off the field because you know one doesn't come without the other so 
Um, to be able to kind of have both of those things uh, firing on all cylinders this year uh, definitely means a lot. And I think what makes it really interesting, Alec, is the fact that you move from one market to another. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, not only building a stadium for the organization, a new headquarters practice facility, but also you getting a handle on this community here in Vegas, comparing on what you've done back home when you were with the Badgers, what you're doing in the Bay Area. So there's a lot of movement here. How are you able to focus on every individual day outside of football when you want to do your community service? I think it relies on the team, right? There's a lot of guys that talk about some great things that are, they have going on in this area. And just getting your hand and, and taking that, that first step, uh, getting involved in uh, whatever you can. So taking that first step and building that relationship, I speak on that a lot. Uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at with Vegas and the Raiders. So to kind of have that first impression be positive and, and to create good impact and just learn. You know, listening to the community, figuring out what the issues are, what where you can help, where you can uh, – impact a little bit and just listen to the, the people and, and try and do your best to help out. And I think a lot of guys on our team are doing that. And I think, you know, I definitely learned from a lot of the vets uh, on their, you know, off the field and on the field work ethics. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go next. These veterans from Mark Davis before him, Mr. Davis, Mrs. Davis, you really embedded yourself in this team, understanding the history of this proud organization and what the alumni have done before you. Hall of Famers to players who only played it maybe a year for this team. They were required to focus on what they were also doing in the community. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely been a foundation laid for, for us right now. So to be able to appreciate that and understand the the responsibility that comes with it, uh, with being a Raider, I think is it's a responsibility that you definitely have to appreciate. And, you know, it, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to be a Raider. And, um, you know, the more that you can just appreciate that every single day, the more you're able to go out in a community with a smile on your face and, and impact somebody wearing the silver and black. You know, it, it means a lot when you can throw on that jersey and, and you know, people listen and, and there's a spark in their eye when they see a Raider coming in. So, um, it, it definitely makes an impact in this community, and I'm definitely appreciative of it. Well, you have limited time here for football before this run, and hopefully it's a playoff run here, but what would you like to accomplish in the community? What's your focus over the holidays heading into the new year? Um, you know, I think we got a couple cool give-back opportunities with some families in need, mm-hmm. uh, virtual giveaways and, and stuff like that. But uh, this offseason, we're definitely going to be focusing on financial literacy in the area, uh, partnering with Junior Achievement. We'll try and hopefully, you know, get people involved into the building, into the facility, um, the more we can in person. But uh, reaching out to people and, and students and their parents about learning about financial literacy, budgeting, you know, some of those foundations is going to be huge. And that's something that I'm very passionate about moving forward. A couple of fun questions. When you get out on the road, you get on the 215, you're in Henderson, the facility, you drive by Allegiant, you see the Strip, you head out to Summerlin, you see the Red Rock Mountains. What do you love about this community, the weather and the mountains and everything that comes together off the Strip? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's December 15th right now and it's uh, almost 60 degrees. So, you know, I'm loving the weather. I'm loving the people. Uh, Obviously, we can't be out in the community too much, but... Um, you know, being able to kind of just feel the energy of people excited for um, this area, yeah, it, it's pretty spectacular. You got a little bit of everything. You got that downtown life, and then you can get away in no time. Last one, football-related now. The Ravens win on Monday night. It puts pressure on you. I know what Coach Gruden said. It's got to be one game at a time. But these Raider fans, they've been through a little bit of this roller coaster ride with you the last couple of weeks from Atlanta, pulling out the Jets' victory. This loss, it's go time now. Do you feel like the team is ready to put together that complete 
effort and get back to the winning ways. 100%. I think a lot of guys are ready to play off of one another, like I said, play fundamental football, uh, take care of the football, take it away when we're on defense, and uh, just put one together. All, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, it, it's going to be exciting. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. Have all a good one. We need a new voice right now. I think we need a new energy. And uh, with three games left, we're going to let Rod Marinelli call the plays. He's uh, experienced doing that. We have a good staff. We have a, a lot of young players. And we want to service those players the best way we can with a new voice, a new energy, and a guy that's had a lot of experience in some tough situations. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians. But we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. Welcome back to the game plan and joining us, one of the all-time great Chargers. Uh, played with the Chargers 77 through 82, part of their 50th all-time anniversary team, their special teams MVP in 80 and 81, their most inspirational player in 1978 and one of my favorite broadcasters, period. Hank Bauer joins us. Hank, good to talk to you again. Good to see you in Vegas the other night. How are you? Uh, JT, thanks for having me, man. Let me tell you something. First and foremost, uh, first time I've I, I, we've got a chance to get inside that building, and you guys hit a home run. It, it, I cannot wait for Raider Nation to get inside that building and, and make it what it was in Oakland. Make it what it was even at the L.A. Coliseum when they were there. But I think it's going to go to new levels because they did it right. The Raiders and the city of Las Vegas did it right. And I've been in every stadium, and – I think this might be my, it, you know, I haven't seen it with fans in it yet, but it might become my all-time favorite. That's nice of you to say that because of your relationship, too, with the Chargers, the Chargers inside SoFi. I haven't been in there yet, and I lived in L.A. for 10 years. The fact that they built it so big, it's so enormous, has all those amenities. <laughs> I mean, the Chargers are going to have to work like the Rams to fill it, but I think they're going to have a vast amount of the population to get in there on game day, and we'll see. But so SoFi is much bigger and much more expensive. We'd both agree. Well, no doubt, it's a, it is a it is an amazing venue as well. It, it, you know, again, I'm going to have to wait and see what it looks like with fans in it yeah. because I've done probably five games there this year, and uh, it's it's amazing as well. Uh, you know, so again, I have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see, but they're, they both hit home runs. There's no doubt about it. You know, Hank, when you were on the pregame show with us at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, I think I talked to you off the air, off the record about Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther got fired immediately following that game. You called that game nationally. That Raider defense was beyond bad in that game. They couldn't tackle. They weren't lined up right. Why do you think Gruden made the decision, the Raiders made the decision, so closely after the game? I, you know, that's – I don't know. I, you know, none of us should, should ever, um, you know, guess. None of us are around mm-hmm. it. We're not in the meetings. We're not on the practice fields with these guys. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to – take a guess on Paul Gunther. Uh, but I do know this about John Gruden. He's going to get it right. You know, he's going to get it right. And, and, and they were good friends. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, if there was something that obviously 
wasn't working. And, you know, I can only guess that, again, he's going to get it right. Now, what, JP, what was the first thing I said to you about that game with the Colts? I said, the biggest key is what? Run and stop the run, right? Yep. Run and stop the run. Force each of these quarterbacks to throw, and then one of them's going to have turnovers because they both have had times where they, they've gone through streaks of, you know, turnovers. I said, and whoever, whoever doesn't turn over is going to win this game. Whoever runs doesn't, you know. Doesn't. Well, Las Vegas, the Raiders 22 for 79 rushing, and gosh, did, did the Colts go over 200 yards? Yeah, the Colts were 200 yards in that game, yep. Yeah, so, you know, that was the first key that, that proved, you know, proved, proved uh, uh, you know, right. And then the, the second one was, you know, man, I don't know what to like about Derek Carr. Uh, there, I like. I, you know, I like his fire. I like, I like his athleticism. Uh, he obviously has a live arm. Um, but again, a lot like Philip Rivers, who did not turn it over, he turned it over twice. Well, that right? was, yeah, Hank, that was big on that because as you talked about, this is a 39-year-old quarterback in Rivers who has a toe injury, foot injury, going to require surgery, and the Raiders couldn't get their hands on him. And Phillip made no. plays throughout the game, and you, you nailed it on the pregame. You said if he had time in the pocket, in a clean pocket, he'd make the right decisions, and he easily did. Yeah, you got to get him off his spot. He, he, he runs like a turtle to begin with. You know, it's not like he's going to beat you like Lamar Jackson, you know, or Patrick Mahomes. He's not that guy. So you got to take chances. And then, you know, you just, I, I was, you know, I know that that's the way that the Raiders play defense. They get those wide defensive ends. They motorboat them up the field. Uh, but, gosh, you know, you've got to take chances and press the pocket and get in Phillip Rivers, get him off his spot early, or he will just surgically destroy you. And, and, and he did. And, and he did. And maybe that's why they made the change. I, I, I don't know. Let's move on to but the Chargers. I'll say this. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. The cupboard is not bare, JT, for the Raiders. You know, when, when, when I look at that team, first thing you build is with a quarterback. I like the quarterback. I think you can win a championship with Derek Carr. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you've got a, a find in Darren Waller. You've got great receivers. I like the offensive line a lot as they get healthier. Trent Brown coming back was good. Um, the running backs are solid. They're good. But, you know, and, and I like the secondary on defense. I really do. There's a lot of guys that play, and there's a lot of good things happening. But I really do not like it. I don't I, – not that I don't like Yeah, I don't like them. I, I, if you're trying to win a championship, you've got to upgrade the linebacking core, and you've got to, you, you got to get bigger and better on the edge. Hank right? ba- yeah, Hank I'll Bauer joins us. You said it. Eric Allen told me on the elevator when we left the laughs to leave the buildings that night after the post game, and he said, "Man, the Raiders looked small in that game." It just, and we talked right. how big Indy looked, how big Indy looked. Let's mo- let's move to the Chargers and Justin Herbert and the quarterbacks and your friendship and teammate and Dan Fouts and how long and Rivers and Breeze both played for the Chargers, but now how the Chargers have that great, he looks to be great, I'll say it early, franchise quarterback of the future who will sell tickets, which the Chargers need, and win big games for him in his arm if he stays healthy. Yeah, just talk to Dan today, as a matter of fact. Just, just talked to him a half hour ago. Asked him about Herbert, what, and he obviously knows him because they're both Oregon guys. Mm-hmm. They're both Ducks. 
And, you know, he, he may be influenced by that a little bit, but he said he is going to be, he's already borderline great. Yes. As a rookie, that's insane to say. Um, but, and he hasn't had a bunch of help, uh, but he's got weapons. His offensive line is not great um, and hasn't been great, and they've been injured and shuffled guys in and out all year. But this kid is a can't-miss. He's yeah. going to set the rookie record for most touchdown passes, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. In the history of the game, all the guys that have played, yeah, he's got it all. He's huge. He can run. He doesn't run. Uh, but, you know, he's six six. He's got. He can make every throw. Um, well, you got to look out. I mean, I, I, you know, I've I've done again a bunch of their games. I've seen them. I've studied them, and it helps to have guys. I I think the I think the Chargers have. I don't know if there's anybody in the Raiders like him, but Keenan Allen to me is the most under publicized, maybe under-respected guy in the league. Do you agree? I do agree. He's a beast. He is a nightmare matchup, not only for the Raiders or any team. He requires the double team over the top. He can beat the double team, and he's a great route runner, and he's got unbelievable hands. You better believe that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on ahead of this game, talking about not only Herbert, but the other weapons that they have. That passing game is one of the best in football. Yeah, and and, and, and when it stalls and when they've had issues is, is when the offensive line struggles and and that's been uh because of injuries now the chargers went out and 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 they signed a couple old older guys right the free agent contracts ryan bulaga came in from the packers trey turner uh came over from the panthers uh in a trade and that was going to be the right side of your line but i don't think they've played together maybe a handful of times this year because uh, they've both been in and out with injuries and that so you're constantly shuffling uh, the the left tackle Sam Tevy has struggled in his fourth year out of Utah. Uh, you know you had to you you lost your center and Pouncey for the year, so you had to move Feeney down from guard to center. Then then, then that means you're bringing up another guy. <laughs> so you know they've had to go two and three deep on their offensive line, and it's amazing to me that this offense has put up the numbers they have, and that speaks I think to the to, to the skills of. And, and another guy that got hurt, but but I love him as Austin Eckler. Might be my favorite player on the team, you know, because he because he does so much out of the backfield and he's not a big guy, you know. And 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 they've got a solid tight end, Hunter Henry. Uh, Mike Williams is hurt, but and he has been in and out hurt, but he is another big target. And then they've got some. They, they found some young guys off the street. I think one of them might even have been a Raider at one time. Uh, 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 Tyron Johnson might have been a Raider or KG Hill, one of those guys. Uh, but but the, the rookie KG Hill out of Ohio State, Joe Reed, a fifth-round pick out of Virginia, and Tyron Johnson, who, gosh, this guy, he's been on like five practice squads. But these guys have made plays. So, you know, to me, to me, if the Raiders are going to win this game, it's as simple as this. The Chargers have been absolutely horrible in the kicking game. Horrible. Mm. They've had three punts blocked. They've had a field goal block for a return for a touchdown, and they've struggled. Now they were pretty good, I guess, Sunday. Um, but, but, and I didn't see that game. I'll be honest; I haven't looked at the tape yet. But, but I guess they were they were better. But they've been horrible in the kicking game. And uh, the Raiders, if they if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to not turn it over. They're going to have to win the clock 
keep the ball out of Herbert's hands, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to you're going to have to win in the kicking game, right? You're just going to, right. uh, and and and. And it's as simple as that. And, and and can the Raiders win this game? Absolutely. Hank Bauer joins us as we wrap it up on the game plan. You know, Hank, I'm a legacy guy, and I like rivalries, and I think the greatest era was the 70s. Uh-oh. The 70s, I'll stay with that the rest of my life, the early 80s, when you played. And I wanted to talk about your passion, because a lot of people say Morty Schottenheimer despised the Raiders. It was Raider week, and Gunther Cunningham and that. But you and the Chargers and the Raiders did not like each other. And I want to wrap it up with the hatred, but the respect you have for the organization. We talked about Al Davis. We talked about the friends you made after football. But one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, and I followed your career as a broadcaster, is you put it out there emotionally. You were an inspirational leader. You got up for the Raiders, wanted to beat the Raiders, despised the Raiders, and gave everything you had to beat this organization. I want. I wanted to kill them. I wanted to crush them. I wanted to fight them. I wanted to fight till death. It was, we, yeah, I hated the Raiders. You put it perfectly. I respected the Raiders. And the dark secret is, I think every guy that played in that era, and maybe even today, I don't know, every guy that played in the, that era always wondered what it would be like to live on the dark side and play for the Raiders. I always did. I said, if I could have played for any other team, Chargers first and foremost, always, my team. I played, I coached a broadcast and organization for 30 years, Okay. That's a lot of road trips. That's a lot of relationships. And that's what life is. That's what football is. But if I could have, God, I just, I would have loved to see what it was like. Because I got to know those guys after we retired. You know, the Mike Davises, right? And, 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 and uh, you know, the, I, I cruised with the twos. And, and of course, I, 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 I've seen the Stork a bunch, Ted Hendricks, and keep in touch with him. And, you know, all those guys. And I love those guys. I'm like, God, dog, and Jim Plunkett. And I played golf a bunch of God, dog. And they all looked at me and said, man, you fit right in with us, right? And I go, well, that might be the greatest compliment that I've ever gotten. Wow. That is a great compliment. I'll leave you with a compliment. Your broadcasting career. Tell everybody how long you've done this because I lived in San Diego. I got my start as a caller. I've been with the team 22 years and had a bunch of radio (laughs) shows. But your career in San Diego and the way – I love the way you said it to Eric Allen. You're doing what you want to do now and do an NFL broadcast. That's what we all dream of, doing what we want when we get to this stage, right? It should be every decision made at every part of your life is you're going to make a decision based not on fame, not on power, not on money. Follow your passion. Do what you love. I've turned down a lot of money. I've turned down national gigs on, 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 on you know, national broadcasting companies where I would have had to relocate. And I've done it because I wanted to be happy. And, and looking back now, I am so thankful that I was able to follow that outline and, 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 and that game plan um, and make decisions accordingly. And, yeah, I... Uh, I, uh, I I turned down a TV gig. I'll tell you, I turned down a TV gig. They 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 it was going to pay me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to just do Chargers radio. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that's... because money <laughs> money hell. Yeah, I didn't have money. money. I was poor when I got to the NFL, and 
I was undrafted. I made twenty grand my first year. My second year, I started, scored nine touchdowns, never left the field, made twenty five thousand. Money's never been the thing. Money never will never be the thing. You need it. It's important, and you should get what you deserve. But don't don't let it control you. And I never did, and I'm so thankful because it's come back to me, JT. A thousand times over. I know it has, and I'm happy we reconnected again. It's been a while. It was great to see you at Allegiant. We'll see you again when you're doing more national broadcast out there. And thanks for doing this. We really wanted to have your perspective from the rivalry to the game with all the information on the game plan. Thanks for doing this, Hank. Yeah, JT, anytime. And gosh, I cannot wait for Raider Nation to get into that building, man. I've got to see that. You're the best. Thank you. Hank Bauer. Wow, good to get him. And again, that comes full circle for me. Because, again, I started my career as a caller, a caller on the radio in San Diego. And Hank Bauer was one of the former Chargers who were everywhere. And I never missed a Charger game in the Rivers era. I said that to Coach Gruden last week. And now I missed this Charger game at SoFi. Now, Phillip Rivers is not with the team anymore. But that was a trip in either Carson, but especially San Diego, and now Los Angeles that I missed terribly. Because it's an opportunity to get back to see my friends, a lot of people I've met, uh, one of my sons out of the two were born in L.A., and I just love going back. And that rivalry, when the Raider Nation, and I'll say this now, when the Raider Nation has an opportunity to take over SoFi, it will be more Raider fans in SoFi that can be fit in Allegiant Stadium. Hear what I said again. Allegiant Stadium is always going to be sold out and be sold out predominantly by Raider fans. And there'll be other fans that get in. It's Vegas. It's Vegas. It's the entertainment capital world. There will be 5, 10, 15,000 fans from the other team coming in. Who cares? They're there to have fun. They're there to have a good time. They're putting money into the economy here in Vegas. I'm all for that. But let me remind you, when the Raiders play in L.A., L.A. Charger fans sell their tickets to Raider fans. You might see 70,000. I was at Qualcomm for the last game where there was over 50,000. I put out that video on Twitter. At JT the Brick. What do you think it's going to be like in SoFi? What do you think it's going to be like? Because those Charger fans are going to sell, sell, sell. And the Raider Nation in L.A. are going to gobble it up. Gobble it up. So it's going to be like a home game. Every year, the ninth home game for the Raiders is going to be in Los Angeles at SoFi. This is a big game. And I'm happy Hank Bauer was able to join us on the game plan. The things that take no talent, effort, hustle, knowing exactly what to do, being disciplined. Staying on sides. That takes no talent. That just takes guys that want to. Want to. I'm going to build off the want to this week. It's a short week, but that's what uh, I enjoy. And I, and rally men around. Really go play hard and fast. In any circumstance. The two-time head coach, Super Bowl champion of the Raiders. Four Super Bowls for his career, Tom Flores. And coach, thanks for the time. The Raiders are up against the wall no room. They have to win out uh, coming off another tough performance, especially on defense against the Colts. Yeah, I don't know what happened to their defense. Their defense has come along so well, and just for the last couple of weeks, boy, they just uh, kind of like they lost their way. Under. They're, they're, they, I'm watching them from a technical standpoint. Their techniques were poor. They're, a lot of things that were going on that I'd rather not say, but still, unfortunately, they, they lost their uh, their leader on that side of the ball, and those things happen when when teams play 
performing. Yeah, Coach, this is interesting. Now, I wanted to ask you as an executive, as a GM, and obviously as a future Hall of Fame coach, how tough of a decision is it when you have to let a coach go? Paul Gunther was relieved as defensive coordinator. Rod Marinelli comes in. What does that do to an organization or a locker room to try to inspire them, especially when it happens in the last quarter of the season? Well, you never know with a young locker room, which is what the Raiders have right now. That's one of the things that, that uh, keeps them you know, back a little bit because they don't have a lot of experience back there. They don't have that many uh, you know, good uh, locker room guys, uh, I would think, because of the youth. And when you have that kind of a situation, it affects them a lot more because the young ones, they, it makes them nervous. And they, you can't play when you're nervous. you got to play. you got to just play. And right now they're, they're doing some foolish things on the field and perhaps trying too hard instead of just playing football, which I thought they were doing about two or three weeks ago. When they seem to be uh, improving. Tom Flores is our guest. Uh, Coach, one of the players that I'll point out is Jonathan Abram at safety. He hasn't lined up correctly. He's been caught in no man's land at the line of scrimmage, and T.Y. Hilton guys are getting behind him. And you know that the coaches are trying to do a good job. What's it like, and can you compare it to any of the players you had? Young, inexperienced players that play fast, and they just, they're trying to figure it out. How do you slow them down? Not not physically, but mentally slow them down a bit so they do their job better. Well, the mental part is the tough part because he's he when I watch him, he looks like a guy that's so anxious to to go out and and prove that he's a a hitter. I don't think he has to prove that anymore. Everybody knows that he likes to hit people. The unfortunate part is he's trying to hit them too soon sometimes or out of position. You do defense, especially defense. Now the whole thing. Football is a team sport. You got you depend the guy right next to you doing his job because it affects your job. And if you're not doing your job as a defensive back, you've got people that are running wide open, and uh, they can't have that. And the Raiders have had too much of that uh, this year. Uh, too many too many missed tackles. Um, and I'm not just pointing out any one individual. It's just as a team, uh, uh, that's not. That's not winning football, and that's not going to win many games. Tom Flores, as we wrap it up, Trent Brown came back. You could, tell, you could tell it inspired that offensive line. The offense doesn't seem to be much of a problem here. But, uh, Coach, what's interesting is we can sense with Coach Gruden, and he's so good with the media, but the availability of his players have been a problem all year. Do you recall one of your teams where it was getting frustrating because you just didn't know on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday who was available to play on Sunday? Well, this this uh, the injury has always been a factor, but right now this COVID thing is really a factor. It affects your team. It affects everybody. Everybody because it affects the confidence of your team and the and the young players. Uh, they don't know who's going to be lined up next to them. Uh, until sometimes game day, and that's uh, that's that's a tough that's a tough formula for success. And I don't really ha- I'm having never been in that situation. I don't even I wouldn't know what to do right now. But but somehow you have to get through it. And having a young team is makes it even harder. All right, coach. Scoreboard watching and needing help from other teams. You want a Super Bowl as the first wild card team. When you take a look at where we are in December, you don't want to be needing help from other teams, but Baltimore won on Monday night. That didn't help the Raiders. The Raiders just have to win and win a game, and that's against the Chargers. But how do you look out at the next three games and see this when you want your players to focus on one game at a time, knowing they got to win three to possibly get in? Well, you got to 
yeah, I remember one time one of the players, the veterans, and we had won a game, and we needed to we needed to win out. This was in 1980, and he made this, this Gene Upshaw. He said, "You win, you go on. You win, you go on. You win, you go on." And he said, "That's the way it is right now, and that's the way it's going to be." And uh, there's no 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 tomorrow if you lose. Yeah. So uh, you know that's basically what it is. You can't they can't afford to lose another game, so they've got to just win. But concentrate on winning today so that you can work tomorrow. Last one, Coach Tom Lauderback passed away. We played a yeah. recent interview that we had. Can you say something about him on the way out and your friendship with him? He was a dear friend. We were original Raiders together. We became real good friends. Roomed together some on the road. Uh, when we were playing, and uh, and uh, state friends all those years, uh, and I used to look forward to seeing them on Alumni Day, and and here and there. Uh, so it's 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 a sad thing. I knew that he was having some issues. I didn't know how you know, how, how bad they were, but now I know. And well, uh, I will miss him. I will miss him. He's one of the great Raiders. Sorry for your loss, Coach. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much for the time on a busy day. Appreciate it. All right, Gigi. Take care. But I think if you. Just keep hitting on it, and the identity, I think you got to hit like a Raider. you got to hit like a Raider, and you got to have great tempo and great pursuit and gang tackle. Thanks for joining us on The Game Plan. Really enjoyed the deep dive into the Chargers. Thursday night, we got more time next week to get into the Miami Dolphins as they come to Allegiant Stadium, and hopefully the Raiders have a win and some valuable time off to get healthy and go on a run. For everyone at Silver and Black Productions, Thanks for joining us on The Game Plan. I'm JT, and go Raiders. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.